I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 61 of the podcast. I'm very happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, I want to suggest hitting that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the excitement that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, got an exciting guest lined up for you today. Best-selling author, filmmaker, John Finch, will be stopping by the podcast in just a moment here to talk about fatherhood and the likes. Uh, Tomorrow on the podcast, I'm going to have Trooper Ben from Kansas. And I got a lot of new Kansas listeners out there. Welcome to the podcast here. I really appreciate all the feedback you've been hitting me with on Twitter. Uh, My Twitter feed's been blowing up from people from Kansas who are now following me. So uh, very exciting. Uh, So Trooper Ben will be here tomorrow to talk about, you know, distracted driving, what he does in the community, and uh, talk about fatherhood. So I'm very excited about that. And stay tuned because I am in touch with some really major guests that I'm very excited about, but I can't announce just yet. So please lock it into First Class Fatherhood here and follow me on Twitter because that's really where you're going to find out all this information first. So I'm trying to stay as active as I can on there. And thank you for all you out there who are continuing to give me support, continuing to uh, show me some love and continuing to critique my work out there. And that's, I need that sometimes more than I need the pat on the back. So I just want to say to all you guys out there that are listening... Thank you very much. All right. So uh, not going to keep you too long here. Going to hit a quick spot. We're going to be right back with First Class Father, John Finch. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. I cannot say thank you enough to all the listeners out there. You will hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to help me make First Class Fatherhood ad-free, please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by hitting the link in the description of today's podcast episode. Welcome back to First Class Fatherhood. Joining me now is a best-selling author of the book The Father Effect, as well as a filmmaker of a movie with the same title. He is a first-class father, John Finch. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thanks, brother. Thanks for having me. All right, let's get this underway here. Tell me, how many kids do you have and how old are they? I have three girls. There are 12, 16, and 18. I've been married for 23 years, and I tell people all the time, I, I'm, I'm just one lucky dude that I've had a second chance to to be that dad, husband, and father that God created me to be. Yeah, I'm right there with you. My oldest is 12, so I'm just getting ready for that teenage uh, stage. My others are 10, 7, and 3, so I'm kind of trying to callous my mind for the teenage years that are coming at me here. <laughs> now, do you, is it all girls? No, no, I have three boys, and we got the girl on the fourth try. If we didn't get her on the fourth try, we'd probably have five by now. Oh, there you go. Well, good for you, man. It's it's. There's nothing like it. I I think uh, father fathering is the best job in the world, most rewarding job for sure. All right, what can you tell my listeners about your book, The Father Effect? Well, my book is is really a more detailed version, detailed story of the movie itself. Um, we were very, very fortunate a movie back in December of 2016 on EWTN, which is the Global Catholic Network. And um, as a result of that, we were able to get a book deal with Faith Words and, and uh, just very, very fortunate to share my story. The, the story is, is just one of really healing and hope uh, from the forgiveness that I found from my father. And 
and woven in my story is also many other stories of of people who uh, have struggled with their dads or or found forgiveness for their own fathers and and we also give some practical advice about the things I've learned along the journey about how uh, I can be a better dad and and ultimately the things that have changed my legacy as a father. Yeah, I agree with you. Fatherhood has certainly changed my life for the better, and I am very grateful for it. Now, some of the statistics are very overwhelming uh, on the effect growing up uh, without a dad or a father figure in the home, what that can do to a child's development. Uh, What do you see as the biggest impact or effect of not having one in the home could be? You know, there's so much. There really is. Uh, There's probably not one thing, but it's... um, you know, for me, for example, it's just the abandonment issue. If a dad is choosing not to be there through death or divorce or some of the other things that, that happen along the way, and, and sometimes they just choose not to be there emotionally, not just physically, but, but they chose they choose to, to not be there emotionally. Maybe it's a dad that lives right there in the home, but he chooses to do other things rather than spend time with his kids. And and that results in that child just not believing they're important. And a boy or a girl not having the affirmation from a father is very, very detrimental. It, it leads to fear. And if you look at a lot of our social issues that we're dealing with right now, whether it's prison inmate populations or addictions or teenage pregnancy, uh, all of those things typically will come back to some type of father wound or something that a father has done in that person's life. I totally agree. And I think that Hollywood movies and TV, the media do such a terrible job portraying fathers and family life, family values. And I think the results of that are very detrimental to our society. Yeah. If you watch the the movies and TV shows, you'll, you'll be hard pressed to find a dad that is shown in a great light that's a, a dad that's a leader, that's that's a godly man that's trying his best to do it right. You know, most of the most of the movies and TV shows just kind of show him as a as a, just an idiot or a goof, you know, always making mistakes, saying stupid things, doing stupid things, that type of thing. And so Hollywood has not done us any favors and and unfortunately our, our children are watching these T V shows and movies and uh, believe it or not, you know we may not want to believe it, but they're starting to, to kind of shape their own opinions about dads through what they're seeing on TV and in the movies. Yeah, I can tell you that's one of the most heartwarming things for me since I started this podcast is to receive so many hundreds of messages now from dads all over this country who are really sick and tired of being shown in such a negative light and their voices need to be heard. So I can only hope a podcast like this helps to start a major change in how younger men view fatherhood. Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's refreshing. I think the younger generation, uh, the millennials and, and some of the people that are older than that group even are really starting to get it. Uh, you know, we're starting to see, I think there was a report out uh, by a sociology professor at Brigham Young who was talking about how fathers are more involved with their children's lives than in the past. And so uh, I think it's an awareness thing. More and more dads are becoming aware of just the significant lifelong impact they have in their kids' lives. And, and you know, instead of us beating dads up and, and all the feminists just going off on dads about how 
they should be doing more and how they're, you know, all these other things that, that they try to beat them down about. Uh, we need to be encouraging them and lifting them up, man, and, and just showing them and giving them the practical tools by which they can be better dads. I truly think most men want to be great dads. They just don't know how because it was a model for them because of a, a father that just wasn't there or maybe an abusive father. Yeah, and going along with that, we have changed our view of moms and wives in a sense that we don't expect them to be only homemakers and have just that role. Their role has expanded and been accepted in society where dad is still considered the dope who can only uh, bring in a paycheck. And when it comes to the single moms, there, there, there's an overwhelming amount of support groups for these women that are out there. And it's just not the case for the single dad that's out there and struggling. Yeah, you know what's interesting? I was at a at an event, a conference I spoke at this past weekend, and and one of the people brought up this particular point and said, you know, when a when a mom passes, let's say a mom and a family passes away, the church comes together, the community comes together, everybody comes together to help that family. And when a dad passes away or decides to leave or whatever you just don't get the same response it's just kind of okay well mom's going to take care of them yeah so it's it's really interesting i'd never thought about that before and uh but it's very very interesting to to know that and also you know it was recently brought to my attention that we didn't even have a national holiday for father's day until 1972 and and yet mother's day started i think in like 1906 or something like that so it just goes to show you how society and the world views fathers and it's very very unfortunate but it's something we're all i think uh you know really motivated to change all right it is now time for a word from today's sponsors and i'll be right back with more of the action on first class fatherhood Yes, and going back to what I was saying earlier there about Hollywood and their portrayal of dads, it kind of poisons the mind of the kids right out of the gate, and, and it's getting harder to shield our kids from the garbage online. You know, So I'd like to ask you, you know, how do you handle social media and internet access with your children? You know, we, we have a pretty um, – well, we, we really have some real conversations with our kiddos, and we're giving them – the independence to do uh, what they will as far as social media. We kind of coach them through a lot of stuff. We, we check in on them and check their profiles and do some things with their phones and, and all of that. But, you know, we really want them, we're doing the best we can to really just shape them and help them think about um, the consequences of their actions, especially when it comes to social media. And so, you know, I have all daughters. And so for me, it's very, very important for my girls to understand that there are there are evil people out there. There are predators and there's people that are going to prey upon young ladies and, and do the very best they can. And the sexting and all of that stuff is just so rampant in our society. So we as, as parents and me as a father, I do the very best I can to just set that example of what a dad should be. And you know, I'm not perfect, man. I screw up all the time. But one of the most important things I've come to understand and know is just being real with my kids and, and telling them when I've screwed up and and what lessons I've learned and the consequences that I've suffered as a result of it. So, uh, you know, for us, it's it's not overreacting and trying to 
keep a thumb on them all the time as it re- as it relates to social media um, so that they're they're more apt not to rebel because I think the the more parents try to hover and try to really dictate and and keep their thumb on their kids, the more apt their kids are to rebel. So, again, we just have those honest, open conversations with them and, and just try to keep a pulse on what's going on in their life every day. Yeah, I think what you said there is very important. I've talked to a number of dads on the podcast about failure and, and, and failing as a father and making mistakes. And I really believe in owning up to my mistakes, especially when I've messed up and the kids know it as well as I do. You know, either whether that be I punished the wrong kid for the wrong thing or whatever it is and saying I'm sorry to my kids. I find myself doing that a lot more often than I ever anticipated when I became a father. It's so important. You know, one of the lessons I learned in in the process of making the movies. And again, there were many, many lessons I I learned in that process. And uh, one of them was, you know what, when I screw up, take ownership for it. If I lose my temper with my kids or say something I shouldn't say. It's a matter of going and having that private conversation with them and telling them, look, I screwed up. I was having a bad day or this, that, or the other. Really just walk them through that. So what that does is a couple of different things. It shows them that I'm not perfect because they're going to find out eventually, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> the other one is it also shows them they don't have to be perfect and, and that they know it's okay to fail. You know, I mean, we're going to all make mistakes and and they're watching how we deal with those failures and mistakes. And most likely they're going to they're going to come to deal with those failures and mistakes the same way. Yeah, I agree 100 percent. And I I think it's true that actions speak louder than words. And if my kids see me making excuses when I fail, then that's exactly what they're going to do in their life when they fail. And I think that's a recipe for failure all around. And I've been fortunate enough to have, you know, some Navy SEALs on the podcast and they blew me away with their mindsets, you know, and I really, I really buy into the philosophy of owning up to your mistakes. You know, it's, it's sad. Uh, We live in a society. If you watch our politicians, uh, no matter what you believe um, politics wise, if you you watch famous athletes, you, you look at all these people that, or in the media and high profile, and and everyone wants to blame somebody else. Nobody wants to take responsibility for their own actions. And so, again, it goes back to our kids are watching this, and they're seeing somebody they see as a role model or really look up to, and he's constantly shifting the blame or or not just owning up to his mistake. Then that's most likely what they're going to do, unless they're seeing it at home firsthand through a father that's that's really living that and speaking that with his actions and his words every day yeah and one of the hot button issues right now of course is the the children at the border being separated from their parents and the way it's being politicized it's so sad because right here in the united states there's over 1.6 million kids that are homeless you know, over 150,000 kids without parents that are waiting for adoption, you know, over six and a half million kids that are living in poverty. And it's like, uh, you know, where have all these people been? Yeah, it's and again, that goes back to the political spin and the, the unfortunate fact that that the media is 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 very heavily bent to the left. And so they're going to take it and spin it and tell the story in whatever they want, in whatever way. And and not that the right isn't just as guilty. I mean, they, they do the same thing sometimes. So, uh, yeah, it's 
that's what mostly concerns me with my kids. And that's why we have these conversations because if, if this younger generation, if all they're doing is watching TV and, and uh, movies, then they're going to get a very one-sided view and, and very much a distorted view uh, of what the world is like and, and what the expectations are. Yeah, and unfortunately, they won't develop the skills necessary to debate the major issues of their time because all they're seeing is just the one side of the coin. It's kind of the same as with fatherhood and how they're seeing it. Let me hit you with another topic that's always trending. How do you handle the issues of guns and teaching your kids about gun safety and that entire topic? Well, I'm a guy who lives in the South. <laughs> I, uh, I like my guns. I am a... I am a a defender of the Second Amendment, and so for me, um, you know, I very much believe in protecting myself and my family. Uh, you know, introducing most everybody I know, including family, uh, have guns, and introducing them along with the the you know appropriate age, but then having them understand and know and respect the what the gun does you know, and the safety aspects and features that go along with it and the responsibility to even use one and everything that's involved in that. So, uh, you know, I very much believe my middle daughter loves shooting guns. Uh, we go out and shoot from time to time and, and being able to teach her and uh, how to protect herself and things of that nature, you know, it, as a father, it makes me proud. I mean, it makes me very uh, confident that as she gets older, she's going to be able to take care of herself when I'm not around. Yeah, and I think it's very important to get that lesson from your father or really any family member because going back to movies, the first time most kids are introduced to gun violence is on TV. I know the first time I ever saw a gun or gun violence was in a movie, which really makes no sense because it seems like everybody in Hollywood is always screaming about gun control, yet such a high percentage of their product in their movies promotes and profits off of guns and gun violence. Yeah, I think Hollywood is is some of the biggest hypocrites that are there, uh, that are even, <laughs> that exist, if you will. Uh, you know, it's all about the bottom dollar for them. So. Yeah, of course. And I've been doing my best to keep politics off the podcast just because of all the hate and anger that comes along with it. And I've reached out to so many people on the left and liberals, but I haven't been able to get any of them to come on and talk about fatherhood and family life. And I think that really says a lot right there in itself. Well, I think, yeah, it does. And if you look at not all, but a lot of those that lean to the left, um, you know, they think they're the in the mindset of thinking that, that most kids don't need a dad. I mean, you have even some of your Hollywood people who in the last several years have, have talked about surrogate surrogates and how a dad's not needed to raise a child. As far as the females have come out and said things of that nature. And it's just, it's just tragic. It saddens me to think that they have that viewpoint because, uh, you know, every child deserves a father and, and what a mom can say to it, to a child uh, is totally different when it's coming from a dad. And so to hear the words that I love you, I believe in you, I'm proud of you, it, it means totally different. Something coming from mom versus dad, and every every child needs that from a father. Yeah, John, I'm 100% on board with your philosophy. All right, why don't you tell my listeners where we can find you, where we can find the book, uh, where we can see the movie. Uh, hit us with some of the contact info. 
Sure. So our website is thefathereffect.com. That's effect with an E. And uh, we've got also an Encouraging Dads project there where we just take uh, posts from authors, writers, bloggers. And it's just a a short, encouraging uh, story for dads. And we have women, a lot of women that write in and write stories about father figures and coaches, grandfathers, etc. And then uh, we have the movie that's coming out uh, again. It was shown this weekend on EWTN. And it's going to be shown again Friday evening, I think at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. So they can take a look at the movie before they come get the DVD on the, on the website. Good stuff. All right. Before I let you go, I always like to ask the fathers who come on the podcast, what type of advice would you give the new dad or the about-to-be dad that's out there listening? You know, I think the most important thing um, would be to love your wife and love her well. Um, so many people uh, look beyond that and and you know it's as a father you're setting that example um, by which your daughter's going to measure every other man husband and father and you're setting the example by which your son is going to measure himself as a man husband and father so so loving your wife and being intentional about it in front of your kids showing them what that looks like is so so very important and 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 telling your kids not being afraid, whether it's a boy or girl, to tell your kids that you love them and you're proud of them. Well said. John Finch, everybody, I will have all of his contact information, all of the links. They will be posted in the description of this podcast. And I would like to say, John, you are a first-class father. And thank you for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. Thank you, brother. I greatly appreciate the opportunity. Okay, we'll be right back after a quick spot. Okay, back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. Just want to say again, thank you very much to John Finch for giving me a few minutes of his time. And for all you Kansans out there that are listening, tomorrow is the day. Trooper Ben will be here on the podcast, so please lock it in, subscribe. You do not want to miss uh, Trooper Ben tomorrow on the podcast. And uh, please continue to hit me with your feedback. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. Hit me with your comments. And more importantly, let me know what you don't like about the podcast, what you want to see change. Let me know what I'm doing wrong here so I can try to try to tighten this whole thing up here and bring you guys the best possible podcast. All right. Uh, I'm Alec Lace. You've been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, you may not get to always fly first class, but you are always a first class father. Tall as a tree, and a soft feeling.